To the first comics news podcast. Welcome back to the first comics news podcast for the week of July something or another. Uh, today's the 12th, so new comics came out today, and we'll talk about some of them, along with things that have come out the couple last couple weeks, and some movies and TV news, and other such nonsense. But, as always, my name is Matthew Suchek, I'm Senior Editor at FirstComicsNews.com. And I'm Gabriel Easley, I am a reviewer and podcaster for First Comics News. Uh, this weekend, we have Connecticut Comic Con. Connecticut Comic Con. That uh, we will both be at... at different times yes i refuse to work with this man on principles he said he's going to embarrass me in front of walt simonson and i can't allow that again uh yeah uh, if you're going to connecticut comic con it has a great show lined up it has a sunday one particularly is the uh, secret wars with all three of the creators jim shooter uh mike zek uh very cool they're going to talk about a panel the history of and of course the secret wars crossover event is ongoing in the Marvel Current universe, universe. The dead, yes. yeah, it's gonna be, it'll be dead soon. Everything again. Uh, let's talk. Let's see. Let's talk about uh, what was that movie? Fantastic Four came out in theaters last Friday. Uh, critically panned, audience indifferent. Got the lowest <laughs> audience rating of the summer. It's probably the lowest audience rating since Fantastic Four Two, Silver Surfer. It. Uh, Drew about $25 million for the weekend, which was half of the last two movies. So this is not, this is not going well for them. Although they still, still say they're on track for 2017 for the sequel. Why? Be- just because they have nothing else to do? I think they got the German tax write-off laws in effect oh, here. And they're just making crap. The, the movie... They, they're following Huey Bowles' terrible, terrible... I mean, the only Footsteps. person really on fa- uh, Twitter that was praising the movie was Rob Liefeld, who tends Old Beanfoot. To, to look at the bright side of every superhero movie. That dude uh, is the eternal optimist. Yeah, he, he thought it ha- it was good. Everyone else and their brother thought it was bad. Had Including no... Rob Liefeld's brother. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it, no interest in it. And it looked horrible. It looked mis guided i don't know why they made them teenagers why they they did the casting choices why they why you take a property that's ah, jesus i don't know at this point what 70 years old somewhere around there 65 70 years old that has qualities that have endured it over the years and they throw it all away and kind of make their own little movie and then get confused when nobody shows up but then they do the same studio does the x-men movies and they pretty Stick pretty good to the, the concept. Days of Future Past was pretty close. They, I mean, they they take the past that they've established and they use it, and then they throw everything out for Fantastic Four, take away the family aspects and put in some Whoa. adoption stuff and do all these weird choices that Doom is again not Doom. How 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 is it that you take a guy who is essentially 
one of the top three Marvel villains in anybody's book and go, he's just not snazzy enough. Let's, uh, what, uh, why don't we give him some kind of metal disease or, um, we'll make him an entrepreneur. Yeah, he has a little scar on his face. Oh, and, uh, yeah. and he, I blame you, Reed Richards, for this shaving cut. Now, the previous uh, two movies, I thought the first one was all right. Yeah, it wasn't bad. No, it had its moments. It had a little sense of fun. The second one, I just I remember watching the screen, and I just couldn't figure out what happened. If you if you went to my home as a young lad, you would see many pristine issues of Silver Surfer preserved, and. I was so excited. Seeing as how they handled Doctor Doom so well in the first movie, I thought, ah, Silver Surfer. And Galactus, hello! Perfect. The special effects of the Galactus. I promise you, there was some person who had never read a comic book in his life was in charge of producing that and said, So this giant dude wears purple. What what if we replaced him with a clown? It's almost like the Expendables three. Where Sylvester Stallone made the first two, and they were R-rated, a lot of violence, a lot. And then someone said, you know, if you make this PG-13, bring in some young grosses people. will shoot up because all the people will see it who can't see an R-rated movie. And then the movie did half of the business. It's like they overthink it. The first movie, you can almost see them after the first Fantastic Four movie saying, you know what? We did it. That was pretty good. 50 million plus opening. Over 100 million domestic. What if we... I think what was holding us back was the comic elements that we were yeah. faithful to. So we're going to mix this up. And we're going we're gonna to put our own creative vision on these classics, and people will go crazy for it. People them. will say, why didn't we think of this? So I, what, this tired old formula of this crime-fighting family. I, I don't know what they were thinking with this movie. The trailers were horrible. I, uh, just, there was no... I had no sense that it was even a comic book movie, to be honest with you. I was sitting there if, looking if at can... it going, uh, at least with the Ant-Man trailers, I was like, this is Scott Lang. This, is, this makes sense that this, G, this old a-hole is Hank Pym. I recognize these characters. Yeah, yeah I mean, they brought in Hank Pym. They could have made him any scientist. Yep. They made the villain the yellow jacket, yep. which, you know, and he... didn't need to be. But it's still, there were throwbacks like that. The Wasp, you know. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and that it was a for a small... I mean, god damn, it's Ant-Man. Ant-Man. I for mean, the smallest audience. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> but, uh... If you're an FF fan, you've got to be banging your head against the wall. Because you're a Fantastic Four fan, because you like the family. You think it's... The dynamic is great. They fight like a family. That is the only thing that that separates them from the other groups. Exactly. They're, they were born into this... Family and friend relationship. They all share this one common event that yeah. made them who they are. Is there another team that got all their powers at once together? I don't think so. Not at Marvel, we can see. Not mainstream. No, because most of the groups are uh, super groups. Right. They yeah, Fantastic in... Four, though, was designed as a team, only a team. They've never, any of them have never had any real long-term success, except for the thing which had, uh, what was it, Marvel 2-in-1? Where he'd yeah, team, he would team up with people. Team up every month. But even then, that was more of a guest-starring appeal. 
do a more of a straight man thing. But they've always been part of the Fantastic Four, not individual heroes who band together. And it's uh, they just tend to be screwing that up. And more to your point, what must Fantastic Four fans think when they look at what they do to these guys? And then Guardians of the Galaxy, of all things, is the biggest box office smash of the year. Because that movie was Mola. But that were characters you like. What? You're like, oh, it's a giant tree. Yeah, I mean, you, you hear that defense all the time. Fantastic Four is unfilmable because of the, 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 the type of characters they are, the, the powers, the dynamics of it. But then you make a talking raccoon and an untalking tree into merchandising bonanzas. Ooh, I am cash. Unbelievable. All right, but on a more positive note, we did check out, much to the dismay of the wives who wanted to see some romantic movie. They wanted to see anything but Ant-Man, but we, we did see stuck Ant-Man, to our guns. IMAX 3D. Uh, I don't know. What were your thoughts on the movie? I had Generally no... Positive. I had zero... I didn't have a lot of hope going into it because I'm not a huge. I find Hank Pym to be an annoying hero, and I'm not a huge Ant-Man fan anyway. Mm-hmm. Though that's a really cool power, shrinking and growing. Mm-hmm. Man, how cool did they handle the shrinking and growing aspect of it? That was amazing. I I went into it and it had me. Within about 15 minutes, I was on board and in the in the world. Scott Lang, I liked. It. I don't know why, because it was. Uh, but his little his friend. This Idiot. little uh, no no no, <laughs> the the criminal guy, his buddy. Oh the the yeah he was funny. That guy was yeah, hilarious. Those, yeah, those guys are good. I couldn't believe it because I was like, well, where are they going with these guys? Yeah. But they were really funny. Yeah, they had a much-needed uh, levity to the proceedings. They did. Um, I like that he has a. I like that he has a son. I think it's cool. I mean, he's got an ex-wife and a son, and he's an ex-con. And this guy, you know, he's not like the Punisher or anything, but he's definitely Does not. Does he have a son or a daughter? He has a daughter. Oh, daughter. Yeah, okay. My bad. I think in Earth 361, he has a son. I didn't just make that up. Now, interestingly enough, all of these relate directly to the comic book, where mm-hmm. Scott Lang struggles to keep a job down, uh, his wife divorced him, doesn't want anything to do with the kids because, you know, things bad things happen to superheroes. When supervillains come looking for superheroes, destruction follows. So, again, like Fantastic Four, what they didn't learn, Marvel says, you know, we put out these books because they're good. And we'll use that source material with with minimal changes. Uh, I thought it was a good, solid movie. I didn't think it was great. No. Like, you know, I'm not really looking forward to the Blu-ray edition to watch it again and delve into the secrets. Because in my head, I had more visions of grandeur with the shrinking part. You know, following him down, shrinking, working through. This one, they tended to be a little more quirky when he was shrunk down. I, I think they, yeah, they... I liked that they kind of showcased the ant part of it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. to a point, it needed to go back to the human. Yeah, and story. Uh, I, I didn't really get the physics during part of the movie. Uh, it, it seemed very inconsistent to me. Again, this is this is why John hates me talking about superhero movies because at one point they say you know they show Ant Man in ant form, he hits the tub, and he's like doom. Yeah. And he doof, and, he, and he, you know, this, he right, he mass, cracks the porcelain. But at the same time, he can get on a toy train and ride it without any mass. Mm-hmm. 
but then he hits the, the train hits the other the villain and it knocks off like because he has mass so in my head i'm just watching like well does he have mass because at some points he floats around true but do you now my nephew has several of these thomas the tank engine vehicles and those things are solid solid they build those things for, oh. for throwing Rowan. All right. Well, then I, well, I, I maybe maybe I see a, what you say. Maybe a hundred and eighty pound man the, can ride. You know, you, he pops the yellow jacket. Yellow jacket goes flying like he's got no mass. Yeah. Pumps that uh, buzzer. Zapper. Yeah. And he's there. He there. He remains until he gets juiced up or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they they just did such a good job of establishing that even shrunk down, he has mass. Because they right. show him they say, you can punch, you can punch yeah, a man, he knocks knock people out. out. So he has that mask behind him. But then during this one quirky, clever scene, which they showed almost the entirety of in the trailer, he's riding the train <laughs> and stuff, and it's like, well, I don't know. What about anyway? That's that's besides the point. But it was a solid movie. It was Ant Man. You know, I didn't have high expectations, but they followed the the comic book pretty faithfully. They had a number of very predictable moments where someone will explain something. Yeah, it was very exposition you know, oh, you know, nether, you know, very Netherland, and then he winds up going there. And they they set things yeah, like up, the and minute, then they, it comes into play. Well, this thing you'll never use, but then he will at the end. And yeah, you can't go through like, this door, she goes through at the end. Don't, you know, don't use the X-13. No one's ever used it. Gotta use the X-13. No one's ever come back from shooting down. Yeah, but no one's ever been a freaking... Was he? he? Electrical engineer? Computer oh, engineer. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's ever been a computer engineer. Yeah. I liked the call out to the yellow jacket. Yeah, yeah. Even though, and and he even says, you 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 remind me a lot of myself. Mm-hmm. So he kind of, for people who know about his like split personality where he becomes the yellow jacket, is basically a bad guy. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like a nod to, well, he's not actually going to become the Yellow Jacket, but here's right. where, you know. Um, I thought it was interesting that they, they aced old uh, the Wasp 1. Wasp 1 disappears into the whatever. Although now he's come back from that area, so she may be so yeah. Pim's like, oh, I, maybe I should have looked a little harder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe I should have made that this. effort. And then his daughter's set up to be the Wasp in the sequel. True, which is nice. I like the and she signed for like three movies. I like the um, the Civil, Captain America Civil War kind of tie-in. So you're going to see Ant Man and the Wasp in that, which ties into the Avengers. Right. There was a the. the during credit sequence was Angelina, uh, what? Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, something like that. Getting the wasp costume. Yes. And then the post-credit scene was uh, Falcon and Captain America with Bucky, and they have Bucky in some contraption with his arms yeah. locked down. Now that was actually not filmed for this movie. That was footage cut from the upcoming Captain America movie, Civil War. Yeah, they took this little fifteen-second clip said, from that movie. We're gonna need some help. And I know just the guy. And the Falcon says. I know a small, tiny man that whipped my ass. Yeah. But Falcon was a cool little cross. That was really cool. Nice that, reference to Captain America with the base. It was cool that, yeah, he just like, he's rolling up and he's like, well, what am I stealing from? Yeah. And it's the Avengers base, of course. Yeah, and of course, much like Storytelling 101, they say abort, and he says, no, I will do it, and you succeed. That, that was a very funny moment, though, whenever he's like, 
I'm I'm so tiny. No one's going to see me. And Falcon just goes, I see you. Yeah. Is he talking to me? Yes, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff right there. All right, it was so good. It was hero solid. Uh, what else is going on? Yeah, nothing in TV show. I'll tell you what, that Star Wars trailer in the IMAX almost made me cry. Oh, you were tearing up, and oh boy. Boy, oh boy. I'd probably... God, you're tearing up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a good movie. Oh, my. And let us, why don't we segue right into Lando number two with that. All right. Jump into the Star Not Wars universe. Not a great segue, but that's all right. We'll, okay. we'll go with it. Well, uh, I mean, you, know, you just don't introduce Star Wars and then segue out of it. But that's all right. Lando issue two came out today. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's more, you know, more hijinks with Lando and group. Uh, the last issue, they wound up stolen, stealing a starship that belongs to Emperor Palpatine. Yes. Uh and that's never a good thing. No, and then they discover that the ship is amazing. Unbelievably amazing. And Lobot, once again, is talking like an ultra-hip 20-something uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. person, and which for, is really weird. And for people who get offended by that, who think he's tapped into security systems and is an emotionless killing machine, <laughs> there is a moment at the end of the book that suggests that he may have a little change of attitude. Yes, he he is a little devil may care right now, but at the end of book two, I think we see why he's always on his little throne in Cloud City. I think they do a good job of establishing Lando, Mm -hmm. uh, his motivations, his spying ability. Devil may care. That's right. You know, we can get out of anything. Uh, There was a cute scene where he was saying, where are the tractor beams so I can buy into them? And then the next scene you see someone with a knife at his neck. Uh, one of the guys who helped him rob the ship. And he's like, well, let me explain just a little bit, please. Please. His, yep, Lando's most dangerous weapon is his tongue. He will, <laughs> if you if you don't shut him up, you're going to be in trouble. He's one smooth character. He is indeed. I like, I've always liked Lando and this. If Vader didn't like show up, he, he would have betted Leia in Empire. You think so? And Han. What have we here? Same time. A threesome. Yes. <laughs> you scoundrel. <laughs> yes, indeed. And, Deleted scene. Oh, poor Chewbacca. Chewbacca just had to watch. <laughs> Chew, R2, turn around. R2 I cannot see anything. <laughs> you see R2's panel open up and a little recorder that recorded in Princess Leia in the first movie starts recording. <laughs> Five, it's a five-issue series. So, I mean, I love these little five-issue series. The next one's coming up is Chewbacca. That's going to be fun. Uh, I think they... Jeez, how many... God, he rolled out almost... He rolled out a ridiculous amount of copies. I think almost 200,000 for the first issue of Lando. Which is cray-cray. Wow. Yeah. It was hot. That's... It was like number two, right? Three for the month of July. Wow. Ridiculous. Um, I mean, it'll drop down to under 100,000 with the second issue. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. You think um, they've done so? They've they've handled Leia, yeah, and Lando. Uh-huh. Chewbacca's up next. Uh huh. Are they going to? Do you think maybe when the five parters start to lull a little bit, they'll throw Luke and call in a five parter? Uh, probably not. 
You think they'll make C-3PO and R2 share a five-part series? I don't know. I don't know if they're going to do any more classic characters right now, or when the new movie comes out, they're going to start telling some backstory of these new characters and previous mm. adventures and stuff. Because point. originally the plan was there would be a rotating five-issue series, so Princess Leia would go five, then uh, Lando would go five, and then Chewbacca would go five. Now they had Lando come out before the end of Princess Leia, and then yep. Chewbacca starting in the mid-run of Lando. So they're all going to wind up I think, around December, and they'll, they'll have a clear board to put out new miniseries. I think Joe Quesada said, Whew, look at this free money. <laughs> Let's interrupt Leia with Lando and inter- interrupt Lando with Chewbacca, and as long as people still buy it and read it, let's yeah. keep it going. And I can't blame him because he's putting out a hell of a product. Yeah, I mean, I, I can do with a weekly Marvel fix, uh, Star Wars fix, rather. Uh, did, now, did we talk about the last Star Wars? That was the fill-in issue with Obi Wan. We did and Obi-Wan. not talk about the diary, the secret diary of Obi Wan. Secret diary. Um, yeah, it was. It was a fill-in issue. It looked like a fill-in issue. It pretty much felt like a fill-in issue. It, it pretty much was what I thought he was doing the whole time. Kind of watching Luke from a distance. They had established in the New Hope that he wasn't allowed around that part. So he never knew him. He just heard of him. Yeah, and, all I got was he's laying low. And uh, Luke's uncle wanted didn't like him. And he's not a hero. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I thought. He was laying low and not getting involved with things. Keeping an eye on Luke from a distance to make sure he was safe. And that's the issue. And, and you know, the, the last little kicker at the end where Luke is like, you know, shutting the diary or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like... Luke must be bored shitless reading that. <laughs> oh, he saved... Oh, uh, wonderful. Yeah, nice art, but otherwise... Art's... Uh, man, art's always... I've, I am so thrilled that they are giving every issue in the... Kanan's good, the Darth is good, the Star Wars main issue is good, and the five-parters are all good. They're, they're keeping the, the art tight. I think they know. I think they know that this is a big deal, and this is going to... for the foreseeable future, Star Wars is going to play a huge role in Absolutely. Marvel. And the sales are backing it up. Yep. You know, Kanan's dropped to around 55000 I didn't expect him to last too long, frankly, without people getting more into Rebels. Yeah. He's an interesting character. Unless he plays a part in the new movie. He's early. Would he would be pretty old in the yeah. new movie. He'd be older than old Luke. Older than old Han. Would be pretty secretly was hanging out with Luke. I mean, how, how old was he in Rebels? Probably thirty. Because if he's, I think I feel like he's about sixteen or so, yeah, so at he, the end of the at Order sixty six. Yeah. So I mean that so that's what about twenty years. So so it'd be thirty six. I mean that's yeah okay. So he's about like so in Rebels he's. It's a 15 years after Order 66 yeah. to the New Hope, right? And this yeah. is, what, five years before New Hope? I, I, is it 15 or 20 years? I never remember these galactic dates. Yeah. <laughs> because they did Order 66, then he gave she gave birth to Luke. That was Order 67. 
Okay. All right. Anyway. So that, yeah, we're, we're not going to go through anyway. the timeline, yeah, but anyway, so he's under 30 for Rebels, which means he's going to be in his mid-30s yeah. during A New Hope, which puts him, uh, yeah, given the fact that we don't have the script for the new movie, then I've tried. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want to know. Even if even if someone gave it to me, I wouldn't read it. <laughs> You'd burn it. Oh, I got it. I got to see it on the big screen. Unless it's in a trailer or some official release where they're like, these are pictures from the set we're releasing. I'm avoiding it all. I don't want to know the rumors or the casting. I didn't, don't care because I want to sit there and be like, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell you what's going to happen in October. We're going to watch the crap out of the Rebels. Yeah, yeah. And then we are going to set up tents and bring uh, you know, electrified fencing for the uh, IMAX. So don't even bother. We'll be buying the first 20 tickets. Can't wait for those tickets to go on sale. We're getting close. Uh, September 4th is the official launch of the Force Awakens toys. Mm. Uh, midnight at Toys R Us. They will have their shelves filled with a rampaging horde. And We're getting close. We're getting Fantasy there. Fantasy Fight Games has announced that Wave 8 will be exclusively Rebels t- uh, show uh, ships content. So... Everyone's on yeah. board. And Wizards of the Coast has confirmed that they really regret letting go <laughs> of the Marvel license for card games, board games, and role-playing games. And miniatures. Just a smidge of regret there as... As Fantasy Flight starts sits buying, on their mountain yeah. of cash going, oh, I, what? You you dropped this? What was it, two years before that was a, I believe that was a Hasbro decision. Hasbro done messed that up. They really did. They really did. They goofed. They done goofed. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah what can you do? All right. Uh, let's see. What else have we got? You... Did you talk about Vader? Oh, Vader? I forgot about little Darth, a little Annie. <laughs> uh, the last <laughs> issue after the infamous uh, finding out his son is the one who blew up the Death Star and is yeah. causing him to be punked in the office repeatedly. Mm, a lot. So we had a, a nice follow-up issue to that where we continue to see him kind of getting tweaked a little bit. They send an investigator who kind of blows a hole right in Darth Vader's story about yeah. where he was. <laughs> and uh, it's, a nice, it's a progression there. You know, this is the start of what will be the second trade paperback. Yeah. And it's doing the build up to more action. And... I, t- I liked, I like the uh, kind of the the introduction to Vader's Dirty Dozen kind of crew, the yeah. the, the bounty hunter crew of rejects. You know, it's not IG eighty eight, it's IG ninety, and a, and the yeah IG ninety and the uh, bad Wookie, bad Wookie, yeah, we're good with names. And he's got Boba Fett, and then who's the little guy? And then the Bosk. Bosk, yes. Yeah, and I, I, I think the the Doctor is cool. Adding more elements to why Darth calls them in in Empire Strikes Back. Yep, you know. that is. It's really cool that it's in introducing these guys and why he would even know. Yeah, I mean, you see the pushback from the officers. We don't need that kind of scum here. So now you get more of the back story from that about why he uh, continues to go to these ruffians. They get it done. They get her done. <laughs> it's good. It was less about Vader and more about uh, 
kind of heist you if you played a Star Wars kind of Edge of the Empire role-playing game. You would hope that you'd be able to do something like that. Blow a few things up. Steal some cash. Adventure. Excitement. Not crazy. Okay. That's it. That's all. That's all it is for so the you, Star Wars. You universe. reading anything non-Star Warsy? I'm reading uh, Flash, of course. The TV show Flash or the base Flash? Base Flash. Okay. Yeah. It's, how's how's it's Wally good. doing these days? It's Wally is not allowed to Flash anymore. It's oh. back to Barry, the guy who died in Crisis, saving the universe. Very Correct. heroic death. Yes, it was amazing. Crisis number eight. And he ran uh, himself to death on a treadmill. Well, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they did the thing where he actually went back in time and created himself with a lightning bolt or whatever the case was Barry Allen in the new 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 52 okay 52 new new Barry Allen was always the Flash Barry Allen's the Flash but uh, he's actually kind of he acts more like Wally West He's very jokey. Wow. Talky. Um, but Professor Zoom is back in the mix now. They just released the annual number four. And Zoom is kind of building his Death to Flash crew out of the rogues gallery that remains. So it's always cool. I think the Flash has always had the weirdest rogues gallery. It's because they said... All right, he's super fast. What do we got? What about a hyper-intelligent gorilla? Yes. Nice. How about a toy guy? Hmm. What about a dude that shoots a freeze ray gun and wears a parka nonstop in the dead of summer or winter? I like all these guys. And a dude with mirrors. Okay. I can see why he's your favorite character. (laughs) Always rooting for the underdog. (laughs) He's, uh, yeah, even, I would say he's probably the least powerful Justice Leaguer of yeah. the core group. Yeah. And yeah. If, if I was in a bind, I'd probably take Aquaman over the Flash. Oh, jeez. That's rough. I mean, all you need is for the Flash is someone to, like, jump out from behind a tree and knock into him and he's down. Yeah, but you gotta catch him. You gotta catch the Flash. Well, why don't they just set up like little trip wires that trip them? They do. That's... What happens? Well, then he faces the tripper. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he comes. He gets out of it. He, the guy. Uh... Mm. Yeah, all right. Well, whatever. He beat Superman in a race a long time ago. A long time ago. That was old fifty-two. And then, so I don't know what's. Yeah. Going. Well, then didn't Superman pick him up and throw him into the sun? Yes. That's how the original Flash died. Um, you beat me in a race, did you, Flash? <laughs> oh, yeah. You... Well, hold on for a second. I just used my x-ray vision. Your Have girlfriend you... <laughs> has interesting uh, <laughs> tattoos that you can't see. Oh, and by the way, your mom, too. Oh! I used my x-ray vision to give your mom cancer, Flash. Oh, my God. Can you outrun that? <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good, um... I don't know. I, 
Professor Zoom I still has can't, always been the only like still cannot make sense guy. of this new fifty two, this new thing they're doing. I don't know what I can't figure out what the hell is going on. It's like they reboot the universe every five years just to make the exact same mistakes. I can't figure I it out. I open up the comics. I'm like, I don't know what's going on in these. It's you're not, you're just people who are to... dead are back. People who are alive are dead. Some of the Batgirl's Batgirl again. Others. She's not Oracle. It's always like they always do these things, and you're like, wow, amazing. And then they go, that, but it didn't happen. So just yeah. calm down. Now you spending three hundred dollars a year on Batman titles. That happened. Ouch. But what, what it contains, <laughs> though, did not happen. <laughs> Let's see, you got Batman, you got Detective, you got Dark Knight. Oh, Those I things all happened, but not really. God, I can't. Even Secret Wars from Marvel, I can't. With all the crossover tie-ins and stuff, I can't. Good Lord, I can't. Both man. Marvel and DC, who, I can't figure out. Who are they marketing that to? It's like, we're killing the, we're killing the universe slowly. At three ninety nine a pop, Oof. who, you know, you're gonna need Battle World. You're gonna need every single thing from eighties till now. Every special event we've had, we're gonna rehash in some kind of weird nostalgia wave that is going to blow up the Marvel universe that you know. I mean, I walked past the the comics and I was like, Age of Apocalypse, Inferno. And they even got like armor art from wars. the 90s that looks like it belongs there. I'm like, I didn't even like that the first time around. Why are they bringing this back? And I don't know. Money? Money's usually the root of all such decisions. I always, I've, I was thrilled when I heard that the Secret Wars was getting the, the treatment. But it's, it's kind of gotten a little out of hand. I don't yeah, know what they're doing, and I feel like at the end of it, they're going to be like, good news. There's the Marvel Classic Universe for all you old schoolers, and then there's the Marvel, well, we're not going to call it the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, we're not going to call it the New Universe. Or the New Universe, but we'll call it something, and we'll see how the sales go on both of them, and uh, maybe we'll cancel one after a while. Or they will merge. I don't know. I maybe, maybe I'm too cynical. It's depressing. It's depressing. All right. Anyway, you uh, brought home a stack of Archie comic books, but not just any Archie comic books. Dark Circle comics specifically, and the horror lines from Archie comics. So why don't you uh, tell us some Man. of those deep dark thoughts about <laughs> about these lines that you had never read before that you decided to read? You know what? It, when it all started because of the, the Archie reboot. Last time, mm -hmm. which you said, incidentally broke a hundred thousand copies sold, hundred and boom four thousand, up from an average of four thousand. That's staggering. It is staggering. Here's the thing, you you said, well, here's you know, it's not just that, it's not just Archie. And Archie's his pals. doing a lot of just, innovative it's stuff. Not just Veronica and Betty. It's not just this and that. It's they have superheroes and. You gave me a few issues of The Fox, and you gave me a few issues of The Black Hood. You did not give me any issues of The Patriot. I don't know what, where you were Patriot, on that one. The Shield. The Shield. That starts in two months. 
Yes, that one. Even I do not have connections that deep, sir. Well, all right, then. Let's start with and the box. A, and there's uh, the shields coming out, and there's also another one. It is uh, uh, the Hangman is coming out as well. Mm. So there will be four uh, superhero titles in the Archie Dark Circle universe. That's impressive. So you give me the fox. I gave you the fox. Let me tell you what. What, what? I'm an old school fan of the Tick, and I am a fan of Spider-Man, and I am a fan of the Fox. I can't believe how fun it was to read those comics. I, you know, sometimes you read the comic and you're just going through the paces and you say, okay, this was a good issue. Maybe, you know, I enjoyed it. I read, I started reading the Fox and I thought, man, this is what I always wanted Spider-Man to be. It was fun. He's married. So, so he is a, he's essentially a photojournalist. I mean, he's a photojournalist, right? For a newspaper. Mm -hmm. So you think, oh, well, he's, you know, he's Peter Parker. But the reality is he's married. He has two kids. Yeah, son and a daughter. And the entire friggin' family are superheroes. <laughs> There's the fox, the she-fox, the ghost fox, and then his daughter is the shield, right? What's that? Isn't that his daughter? No. This is going to be a completely different character. Okay. Maybe the daughter of the shield, the original shield? I don't, I don't know. They haven't released much about it. Okay. What I can tell you is, every issue that you gave me I thoroughly enjoyed reading. I couldn't... It was... It was nonsensical sometimes. Funny, you know, all the times. But it had a really cool style about it. I just... Uh, yeah, Dean uh, Haspiel, Dino. who did the sketch that I showed you last time yeah. you over for the Fox. Uh, he, he writes and uh, draws it. And then Mark Wade does the, the verbiage. Right. Quirkiness to it, and uh, they're a hell of a team. I love the covers, like especially the variant covers. Uh, Archie's really doing a lot of cool stuff with covers. Uh, I don't know. I love the but, fox hunt. Like out of all four of those, that was my favorite. Oh yeah, it's the best one. You know, and then you know this one based on the old uh, '70s movie posters uh, was was very very cool. Uh, the fox. Uh, I don't know. Is it, it an old property or the Fox? Yeah. yeah, that you could buy uh, comics from the '60s. Uh, originally launched in the '60s, I believe, with the uh, the Mighty Crusaders, the Fox, uh, the Black Hood. All of them are classic properties. In the '80s, they got a relaunch, which didn't really go over that well. Um, they weren't that good. They were decent, but I yeah. mean, what they did is they tried to modernize it a little too much, so. Uh, I think it was the shield punches someone and winds up killing them, and they was they tried to the arrest Iron him and he goes to court comics, and everything yeah. like that. It was, it was it was a noble attempt. Then Archie gave that up and they licensed it to DC, who brought out a uh, the Red Circle line mm -hmm. from DC, and they tried to integrate it into the DC universe proper, and uh, they had some crossovers with DC heroes. Uh, that didn't go over that well. They tried rebooting it even more gritty. That didn't work. Finally. Archie got tired of licensing their stuff and decided to reboot it in a much better way. 
no, there's no reason why the fox or any of that entire line of what I have read right there needed to be gritty. It's perfect as a hero. I mean, he's a reluctant hero. He's not just, I have to do this because it's my responsibility. He's like, I keep trying to quit. And these whacked-ass people keep showing up yeah. every single time I'm trying to do a legitimate thing. Yeah, and a nice little uh, bit of trivia is uh, I started working for First Comics News after I published a podcast devoted to nothing but the Red Circle superheroes. Really? Yes. And that caught Rick's eye. And, uh, they're actually still available on the site, Red Circle Gazette. Check it out now. No, don't check it out. They're pretty bad. All right, definitely check it out and, and let me know how bad they are. So Fox came out first, and then uh, they started with the Black Hood. Man, was... just like the Fox is just how I always wished Spider-Man comics were. The Black Hood is how I always wished the Punisher comics were. And it's funny for me to say that, but my frame of reference comes from different companies. But the reality is, I wasn't reading the Fox going... Ah, it's their, this is their, this character. I wasn't reading Black Hood and going, this is their, this character. These are fully-fledged characters in their own rights that have uh, different nuances that make them their own characters. The Black Hood, man, that is where the grit and the noir needs to be. And that's how you do it. That is exactly how you create... I don't know, an anti-hero? Is he? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's your typical vigilante. He's, but he's nothing typical about the dude. Yeah. He's freaking doing heroin, putting on the guy's mask that he shot. Yes. That, I mean, it's crazy. He's, uh, it's, it's some whacked out nonsense. And it's, and you get to see, like, his, like, he's like, I am crazy. I'm yeah. crazy and I'm doing this and he's, yeah, he's like, I'm drugged out right now. That's how I'm able to beat these these uh, street thugs up. Because I can't feel what's yeah. going on right now. It's uh, it's an intense read. That is. I don't even know if I read the last issue or not, because I've been kind of waiting to, to make for the six issue, you know, where they do the graphic novel size, just to kind of go through it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of text, a lot of flow to it. and uh, But it, it's a hell of a comic book. I And again, the covers are freaking... Just, I don't just know why. Normal. I don't know why I um, I didn't bite on that. But I'm gonna tell you what. If you're if you're if you're wondering if you should give the Dark Circle comics a try, pick them up. Pick them up, and you will realize you've been shorting yourself some pretty amazing comic books. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one thing I'll I'll say about the Archie line is, like the covers, like the feel of the covers. They're not just like the gloss. I was going to. I, I wanted them. to talk about this. Yes. Well, please do. Please do. This this is one of the things while I was reading it. I was reading this, and I, I I've, they've done studies where the tactile feel of natural things immerses you into a board game or something more. These covers, a lot of times when I'm reading a DC or a Marvel comic, I feel like I'm holding this really fragile, glossy thing that I have to read very gingerly or it will crease it. And even if I do, it will crease it. 
the feel of this while I'm reading them was so cool. I was like, oh, this is where the money went. <laughs> a lot of times I'm reading like, you know, I'm reading the Flash going, where did that extra dollar go? Yeah. This is, I love the feel. I don't know what is going on there. But it feels like a legit... It's got some grit to it. Yeah, I love it. And every book in the line has some sort of backup feature. The original Fox had a uh, shield. Was it shield? Yeah, shield uh, backup story. Right. The new line has a history of different foxes in literature. The, f the cool thing about the Fox backup story in that original thing was that they showed up. It tied in at the that end. That was so cool. Yeah, yeah, that was freaking awesome. And then uh, Black Hood has art crime articles... Uh, this which issue am I on here? Three, Very three cool. has snitches get stitches and sometimes likes crime in Philadelphia where the Black Hood resides. That's really cool because they're going through like the history of crime in Philly and the history of vigilantism in Philadelphia. Drones, incompetence, and grafters, crime in Philadelphia. I mean, that's just cool stuff. I mean, in, in an age where you get. Now you're down to like 20 pages of story, a bunch of ads, and lucky if you get a letters column. Here you got good quality product physically. The art is Art's amazing. Good. You get a letter page. You get a backup story. Uh, they have a nice page on the back with all the variant covers, so you can check them all out. Where you know you don't have to go searching for them. You can choose which one you want to get. Yep. Uh, I mean, it just feels like a well put together value package. It is, and that's what that is one thing that I was. I don't. You the thing is, you say okay, Marvel, DC to an extent, Image, Dark Court. You mm -hmm. think okay, they've got this. Um, they've been charging the premium price for oh, plenty of plenty of years now. But I always felt like I'm just, you know, I'm reading the high gloss stuff, and it. It's I don't. It's always in the back of my mind. You know, if it's three ninety nine now. That's you know. I should. I don't know. I'm I'm getting to the point where I feel like you deserve that. You deserve this book for three ninety nine. You do. You deserve the Black Hood. You deserve the. You deserve a good story with. All that stuff. I deserve to be able to read a friggin' letters page and have the, you know, have the guy, who is it, Dwayne Swarzynski? Did I do that right? Mm -hmm. My Polish is getting getting good. Um, it's great. I mean, he's sitting here talking about uh, Philly in this one. I, this is really... So, there's a group of people invested in making sure you have an awesome comic book every month. Yep. And I don't know. I I was sitting there reading these going, I'm, I'm upset that Matt did not give me these earlier. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I mean, I never at the end of the issue with these particular lines feel like, oh, I'm going to need this. And they're always good, well-done stories, and there's backup stories, and it's quality, and I feel like I got my money's worth. Exactly. And sometimes when I'm, you know, even though I love The Flash, sometimes I'm reading The Flash going, yeah, they didn't really invest a lot in this Gorilla Grodd story. <laughs> you know? I feel like sometimes they go through the, they just go through the paces there. 
but um, I'm eagerly anticipating the next issues of those, and I really want to get into the the shield. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think that's probably going to be like their uh, kind of a. I don't know. Uh, you know, the fox is like a reluctant hero, and the black hood is the vigilante. So I feel like the shield. Maybe they're gonna go for the. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to do the best I can yeah. because I because they need me. Especially if uh, it's actually the daughter of the original shield. Yeah. Who predates Captain America for patriotic superheroes? Uh, if she has some sort of legacy to live up to, some sort of high standard she's trying to achieve. Yep. Uh, they haven't really released much about it. It's been delayed. They switched, uh, I think, the artist. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit of a troubled start, but uh, and, that should be starting up soon along with Hangman. So then to, fi- to complete the whole kind of thing, I think, is Hangman going to be kind of like the mystical hero Maybe. type guy? Because yeah, I think little... like they've covered yeah. your classic hero comics here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you want, if these you, are all being rebooted. They're basically the same characters with some little. Quirks. I'm telling you, if you're a fan of, uh, I don't know, I, I, I sound like a fanboy, but I, I seriously just discovered these comic books in the last three weeks, and apparently, Matt has known about them for years <laughs> and, and not shared any information with me. All right, uh, going on to the horror line. Uh, we'll start off with The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Uh, she had an ABC TV series. She had as a cartoon on now, uh, Fox Saturday mornings, I think. Oh. Uh, very anime-styled. Um, and then they have uh, the horror comic, which was, uh, well, I don't know. Bad uh, Sa- Madam Satan. The ma- <laughs> I... Uh, which is you one know of my what's... favorite names of a villain. Yeah, Madam Satan is, uh, is, uh, is perfect. Here's here's what I'm thinking. I I have been bamboozled because when you hear Archie comics, I always think of like the wholesome gang from R- Riverdale, you know? I don't think of anything. I know that they've done a line of, you know, this and that. They they go into all kinds of Territory, but I really wasn't expecting to pick up a heroic comic book and see a dude shoot heroin, and I wasn't expecting Madam Satan to be. Uh, I didn't expect to see blatant Satan worship in the Sabrina yeah, it, it's, comic. It's definitely a pretty intense story. That last one, yeah, it's, it's wow. It, it, it's pretty dark. Uh, I wasn't, I don't know what I was really expecting, but it was cool. Actually, that's, we have issue four around somewhere. Um, but I mean, very cool, dark tale. Again, same with the other books, nice tactical feel to it. They have, uh, usually some sort of backup feature, an old, uh, I think they had the, or, the original Man This one has Madam the original Satan. Man the Satan in, the, uh, in that one. Yeah, um, one of them has a text article, I think, or an expanded She has pages. the cat, um, Salem, mm-hmm. and the the teaser in, I think, the second one you gave me was how was the original comic of how the 
guy became the cat. So, but then, yeah, that Man of Satan one was, the old school one was just yeah. like, how do they even cover this material? Yeah, it's it's cool. It's very cool. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it's tough to explain and talk about because it's pretty dense. I would call it, it's pretty intense horror I mean, if you really get into... Where, where Afterlife with Archie is more like the pop kind of culture. Yeah, like the Sabrina's almost like like a, like a Stephen King book where it's like if there's, you there's like, a lot to it. Like Tomb of Dracula kind of comics. If you liked like the meteor, what was it, eerie? Eerie, yeah. If you liked the just, oh man, I can't believe I just read that. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's the Sabrina. That's the Sabrina series. I would say, wouldn't you? I mean, uh, it's. And as far as I know, there was only like, uh, there weren't any Riverdale cameos or anything, were there in those? Not in this one. Uh, Afterlife with Archie, she does appear. Yes, she, she's, she's the impetus the catalyst, for the entire yeah. series. Uh, but I don't recall any cameo, because this is mm-hmm. more of her origin before she moved to Riverdale. The thing with her dad and the tree thing, I'm like... Some, some bad stuff happens to don't, people. Yeah. Don't read it in the dark, and uh, <laughs> don't yeah, don't read it with small children around. But I thought it was uh, I thought it was a very cool comic book, and I can see people who like the chilling tales that make you think mm-hmm. would definitely be into that. I, you said it was more poppy, but man, Afterlife with Archie was so cool. <laughs> I can't, because I'm sitting there going, all right. This, it starts off pretty heavy with Jughead, you know. His dog, Hot Dog. Hot Dog. Getting hit by a, a car that Reggie's driving. Yeah, and, uh... Reggie Drunk Drive kills Jughead's dog, and you're thinking, this isn't... This isn't Archie and his pals. Um, And, yes, he brings it to Sabrina, who opens the Necronomicon and brings Hot Dog back to life. Or so she thought. Yeah. And it's kind of, and it's a zombie apocalypse comes to Riverdale story. But it's a lot more than that. Because the little I know of these characters... I mean, like, if you're an Archie, is it the Archieverse? Can I call that? Sure. I'm coining it. Archieverse. If you're a fan of that world, then you know who these people are, and you know what history they have together. So it might impact you more seeing who takes out who in the, you know, in the zombie world. Like, what zombie bites what person, and then you can think back to issue number 363, where... That guy, you know, ran through his yard or something. But what I got out of it was who I knew was cool enough. I knew exactly how weird it was for something to happen this way. Um, One, I'll say, I don't really want to spoil it because I think you need to read these. And... I think have they just come out with the first? Uh, there's a the book one. Yeah, there's of a collected the, book, and there's also uh, Afterlife with Archie magazine, which reprints two issues per 
I would I would grab that first five issue uh, book. Is it the first five they did? They do uh, it because yeah. the first five is that story, and then the sixth issue is the Sabrina story. Uh, no, book one ends with issue five. Yeah, right. So that's perfect. I don't. I want you should get that, and I'll tell you. One thing is the Lodge Butler is a stone cold pimp. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is awesome. That made me basically almost cry. Yes. The Vegas, Archie's dog. Archie's dog. Dude, I I could not when it's doing the Vegas like yeah. thought thing. Yeah, his basic I'm, thoughts. Oh my god, man. I haven't been affected by like a comic book like that in a while. That was that was harsh, but and, and amazing. And then amazing. the scene after where he has to take out his own dad, oh and they're flashing God. back to all the times he he spent with them. Oh, yeah. How issue that's... four. Who uh, whoever was on the scene with issue four, I don't know, is the same person. Person. Uh, is he doing the whole series, or was he just given the, the five? No, he did same, same created to all of them. Wow, man, that powerful, powerful stuff. And Francisco uh, Francavilla, the, who does amazing work. The Vegas thing, the and then you have the Lodge. Yeah, his dad. The fact that it's Jughead that is responsible for the zombie crisis makes perfect sense, I would say, right? Because he's always eating. <laughs> and he's a little more intelligent than the average zombie. Right, he's like getting them all. Doesn't he at one point catch an arrow? He does something mm. that like, he doesn't, they, they try to take him out and he like, he, he knows about it. It's very, it's an interesting scene. Uh can't remember what exactly it was. But I don't he, recall that, but now he's got uh, he's got a whole mob. Yes, and he's guiding them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. And then the uh, and then so I'm reading that, and it said in the book one, I'm like, oh man, what is they're all right? They're doing they're doing the classic mistake of leaving the fortified position. Um. In any zombie movie, just stay in the fortified position. Stop, stop with the backpacks. Um, and then I'm starting to read the issue six, and I'm like, okay, well, we switched to some kind of Cthulhu Lovecraftian story with Sabrina. So I presume that they're just skipping. You know, they're probably. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's um, I, I don't know how they're going to handle the the zombie storyline. Are they going to intersperse it with like random things like werewolves and stuff uh, like that? I mean, they have a free reign to do whatever they're going to do. One thing I in in these uh, obviously more adult themed Archie comics, 
What's with the creepy brother and sister? Yeah, there, there's some... Uh, well, they've always kind of had a... Uh, Incestuous? I, wanna, I mean, in that way of... Innocence, if you will. You know, like the same... Like, like anything, if you think about Archie, mm-hmm. and it's like, well... You know, if you think about it logically, he has two girls who are willing to put out for him. Yes. And you know he's, he's getting a lot of sex from both of them. Yes. And there's a lot of... And it doesn't really make much sense. I mean, he'll, you know, he'll hit on another girl, and it's, right. it's really slutty. But you know the way they do it in the classic Archie, you know, the More classic hijinks and stuff. Yeah. So, but I mean, this takes that whole dynamic to a very dark place. Man, that got weird. Like right out, right from Jump Street, I'm like, okay, they're doing their like Raggedy Andy and Raggedy Ann, and what's going on here? And then yeah. all of a sudden they're like, we should be at home. Same last name. What's happening here? Maybe they're married. <laughs> I thought, are there married teenagers in yeah. Riverdale? I don't know, but uh, I. You know what I did? I mean, it's perhaps uh, the best two dollars and ninety nine cents that you can. Spend that was only two ninety nine. Yeah, really, that's surprising to me. Again, backup features of old horror stories or text wow. interviews with the creators. I, I gotta say, as much as I gush over. The Star Wars line from Marvel. Uh, honestly, neither of them are really bowling me over. These TFC and Marvel are not bowling me over with any of their offerings, and they haven't for a while. If you're looking for value for money, man, I, I if you like if you even like anything to do with zombies. I'd pick up that first five issue. The sixth issue, Sabrina Lovecraftian thing, was an interesting kind of yeah, exercise. Great. But yeah. I really, I kind of knew where that one was going, just yeah. because we live in Lovecraft's backyard. Yeah, I definitely wanted the the core story to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but wow, what, what a! I, I'm just, I'm, I shouldn't be shocked. Because I read these smaller uh, comics, houses, stuff, and I'm constantly finding something that really impresses the shit out of me. And I think this man, the, all four of the issues, all four of the the uh, titles you gave me, I probably. I don't know if I'm I'm really hooked on the Sabrina title, but I'm not going to stop reading the Fox, Black Hood, or Afterlife with Archie. I'm not, and and now I'm curious about the uh, the Predator thing. Hey, now, I'm really, Predator? now I'm really curious about yeah, this. That that was that was a fun read, and uh, there was also Sharknado. And see, I know that you own these, and you're going to give them to me after we shut this off. Archie vs. Sharknado was quite quite the adventure. <laughs> what? That, uh, much, li- much like uh, Afterlife, they all don't survive. Some of them die very horrifying deaths from that's sharks. Amazing. Uh, so, but they're Archie's doing good stuff. Uh, they really are. I, I think if you're looking value for money, real comic book entertainment, like I don't know. Sometimes you just pick up a comic and you're like, "Wow, I can't believe how good this was." And and you can thank alternative lifestyles for all the goodness here. Is that true? Yes. 
Uh, well, I mean, true, no. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but about, what was it? God, how long has it been now? Four or five years ago? Uh, they introduced a character, uh, Kevin Keller. The gay kid. The gay kid. And that was like very... There's a gay kid in the Archie. In Archie. Archie got a lot of press. Yeah. And that sales shot up. And they were like, well, maybe we'll do life with Archie. And they married him off. Uh, in the big, I think it was issue 600, they revealed that he finally was going to decide on Betty or Veronica. Yeah. And issue 600, he revealed he chose uh, Veronica. And the world exploded. He went with the money. So they went three issues of him, you know, what would happen in his life with Veronica. And then 604, it was actually what ha- what happened if he had chosen Betty. So you got to see both sides. And that went over so well, they said, well, we're going to make a new book, Life with Archie. Which uh, was an adult look at Archie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not well, not an adult look, but a more... It was interesting because you got it. It was magazine format, and the book was split in half. The first half would be what what would happen with Betty. The other one with Veronica. Right. And uh, there were twists in it. There was a little bit of sci-fi mm. uh, because one of the the classic things of Archie was they have a place. I think it's Memory Lane, you know, like a street sign, Memory Lane. Yeah. And whoever walks down there, they go back and they show like reprints and stuff. And then at the end of the book, he'll come out of Memory Lane. That's like their little way of. Doing that, well, this time, instead of just coming, going back, he actually alters time. and oh. So the, the universe splits in two, and Dalton is realizing there's two universes there, and it's, it's pretty cool. And then they kind of got away from that and just explored his life. Uh, one of them, he becomes a, goes back to Riverdale, becomes a teacher, uh, marries Betty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty becomes like the vice principal of the school, and they, 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 they have a lot of relationship issues because Betty works too much, and then... You know, it, it's, he's a bad teacher. It's a very, he is too scatterbrained. Of course he is. So he like, he's late for the band practice. He's, he's teaching. And all this I stuff. look, I, I'm barely got my toe in this universe. Sorry. I know what a terrible teacher Archie would make. <laughs> and then, uh, the Veronica one, he marries Veronica, obviously, uh, Lodge gives him a nice job and he doesn't want it. He wants, you know, I'm going to make my own money. And it turns out, uh, Lodge's rival hires him to form a record label. And it's all this huge, complex plot of he uh, closes up all the businesses one morning and leaves and, like, pins it all on Lodge and pretty much frames Betty for embezzling. And, and they go to court. There's a, <laughs> there's a huge trial. And, uh, I mean, it, it got pretty crazy. Wow. So that was, like, really crazy. And then the, the Betty and Archie was more of a, you know, we're just never together. You know, we, you never make time for me. Yeah. More small-town drama stuff. And then they both intersected again at the end where uh, there's a gentleman who uh, shoots up a mall, like a town over from Riverdale, and uh, he's, he's actually targeting gay people. Oh. So Kevin Keller in this universe, uh, his husband, who he marries, is a combat veteran who uh, runs for senator on an anti-gun platform, and they wind up, uh, he goes to shoot him. Well, he does, he does get shot at one point. And then uh, they continue to, to, to go. Kevin Keller's running for Senate. And uh, the guy goes to the, like one of his talks and goes to shoot him. And, and Archie jumps in front of him and he shoots Archie and he dies. Wow. And then that issue ends with him dying. And then the net, the, they published one more issue a month later that was just like what a year later. 
you know, and after the, the death of after the death of Archie and how what people are doing, and it was an incredible run. I love that dance. I actually subscribed to that magazine. They'd come every month, and I'd do it. Wow! But then they had a story in mind, and then they were like, "Yep." And then it ended with the death of Archie, and that whole thing spawned from them saying, "You know what? We can be creative, introduce new things." Because Archie traditionally was viewed as a very conservative book, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he's fornicating with multiple girls and yes. about the hygiene and stuff. It was always considered wholesome American entertainment. You know, you have small town values. Well, it's like it's like every <clears throat> song from the 50s that mentions rock and roll is talking about sex. Yes, but it, it, it really energized people, got them interested, and they've continued to push the boundaries. And uh, you know, now we're seeing it in superheroes and horror and everything else. It's and, good storytelling, man. And they, they, they're, they're doing it perfectly. They're not going crazy with it. They're delaying books, unfortunately, if the creators are having trouble making the product quality, but they're not pumping it out. I'll be honest with you. On a manufacturing plan. I'd rather have the right story at the right time than just have something that got thrown out there. That's that's a problem with some of the major comic studios is they, here's our deadline. We never miss it. Whether it's garbage or not, it's out yeah. the door, on so, the shelves. It's all good stuff, so check that out. And uh, I think that's about it for this episode. All right. Wrap it up. Anything else you wanted to, to, to bish about? No, that's. I, I wanted to. That was it. All I'm right. glad you mentioned the, the paper, because I was like, it's, it was important. I mean, it you was picked an that important up in the comic shop, and you're like, wow, this feels so much better than I don't, any we other comic. Fig- we got to figure out. Where that paper's coming from, where they're importing it from. <laughs> By reams of it for ourselves. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for this episode of First Comics News Podcast. We'll be back again shortly. Uh, my schedule has become much more conducive uh, yes. to this nonsense. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to do it again real soon. Uh, our Afterlife with Archie has a new issue coming out. There's another Sabrina already out. And we have the new Archie books coming out. We got more Star Wars stuff coming out. Hopefully Secret Wars will end in this Convergence DC crossover <laughs> so we can actually see what the hell they're planning on getting to. So at some point we can start figuring out what's going on. Yeah, because it's confusing. Very much so. It's a secret. And if you were a fan of the Fantastic Four and had high hopes for the movies, my condolences. <laughs> and we will, uh, I'm Matt, and this is Gabe, and we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you for listening to the First Comics News Podcast. Send show feedback to podcast at firstcomicsnews.com. Visit us on the web at firstcomicsnews.com for all your comic, movies, TV, and gaming news. Podcast is copyright Matthew Suchek, Patrick McCrone, and Richard Barber.